Good morning, everyone. I have an error in Facebook and try again. Good morning, everyone. I, I had an error thing, so I'm not sure, but I think I got everybody now. We're going to say good morning to everybody drinking from a, a very special cup this morning. Some of you will recognize that picture. Um, those who don't recognize it, you know, I can turn it around and you can see where it's from. It's from Les Mis, the musical, right? Hope you're enjoying your favorite beverage. Going to talk a little bit about conflict and conflict communication and stuff today. An extremely important topic, and we'll explain why here pretty soon. You know, first though, I, I do want to talk about this coffee cup and why it's a, a very important one in our collection. Now, I read Les Mis years and years ago. Uh, I've read it multiple times. The first time I read it, it was the unabridged version. And I've read the abridged versions, you know, the next times. And the reason I do that is, you know, it's it's a huge book if you haven't read it. It's a great book, a fantastic book, one of my favorite novels. But in the unabridged version, Victor Hugo includes a lot of French history and political things that were going on at the time. And which was interesting enough to read the first time. But when I read it again, I didn't want to read that stuff. I just wanted to focus on the story and the characters. And if you read the abridged version, that's what it focuses on. And it cuts out a lot of the historical things, political things that were going on. And so that is a great novel. So in 1996, I was living in South Korea studying Hapkido, teaching English uh, as a way to pay the bills. And the North American tour, or North American, I'm in North America now, that's my other cup. The Pacific Rim tour, Japan, Korea, and some other Asian countries, of Les Mis was on tour with Stig Rawson, who is absolutely fantastic. Um, Google him on uh YouTube, Stig Rawson, fantastic singer. I mean, he did the Jean Valjean, like over 500 performances in Copenhagen over in Europe before he went on this tour in the Pacific uh, Rim countries. So he was the lead of Jean Valjean. My wife, who I was seeing at the time, we went and saw the, the musical in Seoul fantastic you know i've seen it a number of times since but this cup was from 1996 the first time that we saw you know that musical now why is that cup so important not just because the musical fast forward a little bit to 2004 uh maybe 2003 it might have been before christmas it might have been right after christmas but our daughter was born in march 2004 and so sometime prior to her being born we had the books you know from the library and stuff looking at names and trying to think of names we knew we were going to have a girl and so we're looking at girl names what you know what do we want to do and we're going through these books. And eh, what do you think? Yeah, that's a maybe. Oh, no, nah, I don't like that. You know, it's just, you know, the process. If you have kids, you've been there and done that. While we're sitting on the couch looking at these baby book names and going over these names, 
I glanced over at the bookshelf, one of the three bookshelves that's in the living room that's near the couch. And this cup was sitting on the shelf, okay, with a couple other coffee cups, you know, in front of the books. And I looked at my wife and said, what about Cosette? And she looked back and said, yeah. Boom, bing, return the books back to the library. We're done. We had the name. And so we gave our name, our daughter the name Cosette um, to give her the gift that I've had my entire life, and that's people mispronouncing your name. <laughs> you know, some people see it and they get it, but she gets a lot of mispronunciations too, just like I do. And, and it's sort of funny that, you know, I have a French name just because my parents liked it. You know, my daughter's American, but she's half Korean, but she has a French name as well. But that's why this cup is a little important. You know, it helped us name Cosette. Fantastic novel, fantastic uh, musical. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. And it's also a good book dealing with conflict. Now, I wanted to talk about conflict communication today because I want people to embrace conflict and not be afraid of it when it comes to communicating. You know, I don't want to em you to embrace physical conflict and want you to go out and fight with people, but I want you to embrace conflict and not be afraid of it where you can deal with it effectively through communication. And that's some of the kind of classes that I teach. You know, I've been teaching classes for years and years on dealing with angry people and dealing with conflict through better communication, effective communication, to resolve issues so things can be better. Now, this is only important when there is a relationship that you want to preserve. So it's important in your family, 100%. And it's important in your work environment. You got to preserve those relationships. Or, you know, you're not going to have a pleasant work environment or any other, other organizations, churches, different things that you belong to where relationships are important for the group as a whole. Because if the person's not important or the group as a whole is not important, you don't have to waste your time. You know, I right now have an individual that I want nothing to do with that keeps kind of, you know trying to deal with me. And yes, there's I could communicate through this. I don't want to because the relationship is something I want nothing of and it's not important to me. You know, the guy on the street that comes up to you, you don't need to communicate, you know, if he's trying to panhandle and or beg or 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 then want to go into rob, you know, we don't communicate with those kind of people because there's no relationship. We set our boundaries, we avoid them, we leave. But when the relationship's important, I don't want us to avoid the conflict. I want us to embrace it with effective communication to help resolve it, to make our lives and the relationship better. And that's why I teach classes on this topic. And it's especially important for leaders of organizations, businesses, to embrace the conflict and be better communicators but also get those skills for your employees and those that are in the organization so they can better deal with it as well. You know, we are always communicating, but we're not always communicating effectively. And we're not always communicating the way we want to be communicating. And it amazes me 
because we are always communicating and because we cannot get through life without communicating with other people, that why more people don't study and improve their communication skills. Good morning, Jay. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for saying hi. I mean, it is communicating is so important. And many people, we don't take the time to improve and learn better communication skills so we can have better relationships, so we can achieve more. You know, sales is a type of communicating. So some salespeople, they do take sales courses and they learn that type of communicating. Negotiating, people that are in negotiations, they learn how to negotiate. That's a type of communicating. Well, every one of us negotiates something. We're always negotiating, whether it's what movie we want to go to, what restaurant we want to go to, purchasing something. You know, so we're always negotiating, but many people don't want to learn better, effective ways to negotiate. And when I'm talking about effective ways to negotiate, you know, I like looking at win-win models. I'm not looking at the ways that you can get over on other people when you're negotiating because the best negotiations, you know, we want everybody to be happy because it was the best solution to the negotiation, you know, the best price where it's fair to both parties, you know, the best compromise where it's fair to both parties. You know, that's what we ideal and what we want. Can we achieve it 100% all the time? No, but we can do better than most people do. Jay says trying to do a return, you know, and I know where Jay works, you know, and, and I know that he he deals with customers and people all the time. And Jay, you could probably agree with me. Communication skills are one of the most important things you have at the job. Dealing with other employees uh, and dealing with uh, customers. You know, so if you work in life, <laughs> unless you're a hermit up in the mountain, you know, you need communication skills. And it just pays to be better at them. And Jay says 100%. Exactly. That's the most important thing we can work on and people don't. And it's amazing when I go in and teach classes, some of the simple communicating things that, you know, we discuss and practice and some role playing, people are like, wow, I, you know, I didn't think of this. Because unless you learn it and practice it, sometimes it just doesn't come to us on our own. Okay. You know, a couple keys that I want you to always remember. We need to communicate to be understood. You know, I, I see some of these tough guys posting these memes on the internet that if you don't understand what I'm saying, that's your problem. Well, that's BS. If someone doesn't understand what you're communicating to them, it's your problem. And you need to find a better way to communicate it to them. That's what effective communicators do. They don't just say something and if they don't get it, say, well, that's your problem if you misunderstood me or you don't understand me. And so when I see these, you know, some of these memes, I'm like, guy, guy, you, 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 you're not on track, man. It's your responsibility to communicate so others understand you. That's what effective communicators, that's what good communicators do. And then the flip side of that, we need to listen to understand. Too many of us, and, and I, I do it once in a while too. I mean, 
we all do. We we don't listen to understand. We listen for them to stop so we can say what we want to say. But we need to listen to understand others and understand the interests that are underneath their positions. And that's, you know, a big longer topic that maybe I'll talk about on a different day um, that I go into in my workshops and classes. But, you know, people have positions, but they have interests that drive those positions. And we need to listen so we can find the interests because that's how we can better resolve conflicts. That's how we become better negotiators. And that's how we build better relationships. And, uh, you know, Aaron says, need to listen as well to communicate. Exactly. You were a step ahead of me before I before I started talking about listening. And, and then I saw your comment. So we're, we're, we're right on the same page. You know, it, it takes those two most important elements. And when I used to mediate, you know, a lot more than I do now, um, those are two rules that I would give to everybody at the beginning of the mediation at my statement is I want people to communicate so the other person can understand. And I want you to listen to understand. Okay. And let's work together so we can have more effective communication because those two things are not done near enough. And that's why they're Two things that I talk about in just about every one of my communication programs, regardless of the other stuff that might be included in that communication program. So that's a little I wanted to talk about today is we need to embrace conflict and we need to enter it with effective communication to better resolve problems. Because if we don't, if we ignore conflict and try to ignore the problem, we all know that usually it just gets worse. You know, it, it's like the injury. You get a cut on your arm and you ignore it. You know, then it infects and gets worse. And where if we take care of it right away, it, it, it's not a big deal. A lot of conflict, especially in relationships uh, and in the workplace, if we would face it right away, communicate about it, effectively communicate it, and resolve, it wouldn't turn into the big bubbling, you know, monstrous problem that some things turn into. So again, if you are in a leadership position, you need to cut those things off before they hurt your organization. And if you're in a leadership position, you should get the training and make sure that the people that you are leading have better communication skills so they can resolve them themselves. And then you don't have to get involved. You know, effective leaders will help those they lead accomplish things on their own, right? So that's a little I wanted to talk about today is that we need to improve our communication skills and not be afraid of conflict. And if there is something in your life right now whether it's in a relationship that you are in, whether it's at work, whether it's at a different organization, and there's been sort of some kind of conflict with another person, face up to it. Initiate the conversation and talk about it. Communicate effectively. Find out what's going on and see what you can do to resolve it. If you need help doing that, there's a ton of books and courses and things out there to help. You know, I mean, I teach the stuff and I have bookshelves and 
uh, audio programs on the topics. I'm always trying to learn to become a better instructor. So there are a lot of resources out there. You know, sometimes if it gets to a point where you cannot do it with that other individual, that's when you call in a mediator and help, you know, get some, get some help communicating. You know, as a mediator, that's what I was doing. I was helping people communicate to resolve problems because they couldn't do it on their own. Because feelings and emotions or lack of knowledge of how to deal with it on their own was preventing them from resolving a problem. And so with my assistance, I would be able to help them communicate to resolve things. And if you have problems in your life that are at that level, it might be worth seeking out a neutral party that can serve as a mediator to help you and that other individual communicate and resolve your problems and get those problems behind you so you can drive forward and enjoy life without that hovering above you. You know, that's what it's about, right? Enjoying life. And conflict is not fun, but we need to embrace it to resolve it so we can get on and be more productive and leave that behind so we can enjoy everything else. Because I know a lot of people, they go to work, they go to places, and they, they're just, because that conflict is hovering over them. And they're afraid to even see that other person. Or You don't want to live like that. Embrace that conflict. Go resolve it. If you need help, get some help. But get it behind you so it's not over your head, so you can drive on and enjoy life. I'm going to say goodbye now because I got a lot to do. I got meetings downtown, some different people to meet, discussing their safety and security, discussing the implementation of Reflex Protect into their organization. So I need to go have those meetings. But I hope you have a fantastic day, and we will see you tomorrow. And if you've never read Les Mis, I highly recommend it. If you've never seen the musical, I highly recommend it as well. And Aaron, thank you very much. I appreciate the feedback, and I'm glad you enjoyed today's show, and I really like your comments. So thank you much. Take care, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow.